Drogba in der Mitte, Schneider, Schneider, Merhaba and welcome to episode 36 of the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast. Done by the community, for the community. From all around the universe, I'm your host Samet and I have the full squad in today. Let's start off with Australia, Melbourne. How's the weather over there, Mazar? Believe it or not, the weather's actually raining this morning. Hopefully it's going to clear up, but... It's winter, yeah, it's, summer there? No, nah, it's summer. It's summer, but we're just having a, a wet day. All right, all right. Yeah, it's winter here, so. Um, the, well, city is across from you. Toronto, Canada. Coach John, it's it's summer there? <laughs> yeah, I wish. It's getting <laughs> cold now. I'm, I'm here already rubbing my hands together, trying to warm them up. Yeah, it's uh, we're heading into the the Canada cold anytime now, so not looking forward to it. Oof, oof! And your neighbors from New York, Emre and Yasin. How cold is it over there? We're freezing our asses off. It's on and off, honestly. It's like one week it's sixty, seventy degrees. I don't know how what the Celsius is on that. It's like not bad, <laughs> sunny outside. The next day it's freezing. The next day it's sunny. It's been on and off for a week or two now but i think we're starting to get really cold it wasn't that yeah, bad this past week it was normal it was always in like the 20 c's now today i was telling summit earlier it's like 16 c mm. and I, I had to like literally open my own damn portable heater well, you know my landlord is a, is a sounds uh sounds a lot like yasin's fandom you know on and off <laughs> <laughs> yeah it could be bipolar to do it <laughs> We just we just can't go a week without Summit making a a joke. Nah, Bro, you also I, you also came in late today, so you got to be punished for that, man. I I came five minutes late. I'm normally Bro, like ten minutes early. So I swear, know. I swear, I was waiting to see how Summit was gonna tie the weather <laughs> in, into you being a Fener fan. Bro, I was waiting. I was like, how is he gonna do it? How is he gonna tie this in? Unbelievable. Oh, the bro. weather is nice. Oh, yeah. just like Fenerbahce, huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's world-class from Summit. That is world-class, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, well, also, you know, I'm, I'm Dutch, Dutch culture. I don't accept being late. And uh, that brings us to our last guest, host, co-host, Mr. Sally from the Netherlands. We don't accept being five minutes late, right? On time is on time. Got to be punctual, man. Exactly. 50 minutes uh, beforehand. You know, nothing else is accepted. Unfortunately, <laughs> our uh, American brothers seem to be a bit, uh, you know, complacent at that part, but uh, we got it. Hey, excuse you. I was here before Summit, okay? I was ready. Yeah, today, you know. But we, oh, we have it today. Not, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. in our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I guess you asked about the weather. I don't know what you think about uh, the current weather, but to me, it's kind of on and off. In the evenings, it can get a bit cold, uh, around like four to three degrees Celsius. Again, I don't know any freedom numbers, but uh, <laughs> during the day, it's still fine. I guess. What's the coldest it gets down there anyway? We're having a very soft winter, I'd say, the past few years. So mm-hmm. it's not that bad. The coldest, maybe, I mean... Under zero, get it's pretty cold here. 
minus one, okay. minus two. Yeah, we border the sea, right? So yeah. summers are never really that hot. I mean, it's very humid, but it's never like really hot. Like 26, yeah. 28 degrees is usually what's average. And the winters are never really cold. So yeah. that's how it works over here. Yeah, but uh, in the house, it's fairly consistent. It's 20 degrees. I don't really have to t- turn up the heater yet. You know, just like my fandom, always consistent, always on that same uh, level. <laughs> and even if you have to turn up the heater, I mean, that's it's bloody a- expensive. So <sighs> well, these you, days... Like, you probably wouldn't do that. You would, ah, like, that's fairly free, good. Uh, <laughs> Isolate. <laughs> pro- I mean, you have a hoodie on right now. I bet you have like two on top of each other, just to say the word. Nah, nah. Well, for now, I have to save. When, the, when my baby is born, I have to turn it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't chew out on that. Um, lads, any interesting things to note the past few weeks? Any news that you want to mention? I guess we could quickly go over the fact that we had a cup game before our uh, wonderful result mm. um, against Offsport. Off, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what did you guys think of that match? To me, it gave me uh, kind of PTSD. <laughs> Bro, I was so many chances, but we yeah. barely like won. Basically, I have one one thought about it. I I actually think that match was a blessing in disguise because we probably could have scored ten goals in that match. We only ended up scoring two, and it's like it's almost like it was a I don't know like a wake up call almost missing all those chances, and then we came out in this Bashakshir match like on fire. I think it. In the in the moment we were like, holy crap, like how are we not scoring? But I think it actually might have helped us. Mm. The only thing I remember from that game, honestly, is that the uh, offspore football players were fighting over Mata's shirt at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I don't blame them. <laughs> I don't blame yeah, them. They it, play what fourth are they, division. Like third league? Yeah. Yeah, fourth, fourth, third league. Exactly. Like, how many times yeah. did they get to see a star like Mata? And that's that's incredible. They probably posted their pictures on their Instagram already. So, <laughs> <laughs> also yeah, worth um, noting from that game, I think uh, Ross. It was he. I think he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's um, out for like two months. Two months, yeah. Which is fine. Uh, Our I next mean, game the, is like in thirty-eight ga- days. So, yeah, the 45. time of it, I guess, is not terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. What I was really excited about that game, you reminded me, Asin. Uh, Ross being injured brought Emin Bayram on, and I really wanted to see the duo Emin Bayram and Metehan. And both of them, I said it on WhatsApp, I rate them super highly, and, and they were so solid. I really see a, a bright future for both of them. It seems we're really good at producing center backs. Uh, like mm-hmm. you can see Ozam Kabak in Hoffenheim, he's been unleashed as well, scoring like a striker. Uh, so it seems that's uh, the area where we're doing pretty good in uh, producing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're both very like calm and collective players. They both mm-hmm. like to play from the back. Metahan especially, he impresses me every time he plays. How cool exactly. he is! You know, he has a defender on him. He doesn't panic like certain players on Fenerbahce by the name of Sada Aziz. But <laughs> oh, here he goes again. <clears throat> Met- Metahan, you know, calm, cool, collective, was- is able to pass the ball, beat a def- uh, def- the offense, and play that ball out wide. So I really like that about him. They, like you said, I think they can be a really great duo in the future, in the near future, potentially. I think it's so good that they're 19 and 20 years old. Isn't that crazy? 
That's so awesome, yeah. man. Like that's insane. Especially like and think about it as well. Like in the squad last season, like I'm not sure, like I guess they weren't really around the squad that much, but we had players like Markow and Nelson. Now we have Nelson, uh Abdul Kerim. Like there's players that they could learn a lot from as well. So I think uh, Summit and I mentioned on the last episode when these guys are like 23, 24, 25, I think they have a pretty high ceiling. Like they have potential to be really good. So hopefully they continue. I, I, from what I can see, they're on the right path to uh, to make that happen. Mm-hmm. By Turkish standards, they're toddlers, right? And they're, yeah. <laughs> they're this good. Yeah. That that just gives me a lot of hope, especially for Metahan. I rate Metahan a little bit higher because maybe because he's just a year older than Emin. He has a little bit more experience at this point. But he just seems so solid and collective. You know, he said like he he looked like a guy that was a player for you know Galatasaray five years or six years in the making. That's how confident he was. Yeah, and I'm really good, happy. Man. He yeah. looked very good. Yeah, exactly. Not Most- only them two. I think I think Dubois were was pretty good too uh, during the game. Um, I couldn't say that of the other fullback going by the name of Patrick Van Aanholt. He uh, <laughs> well. Oh my god! You just triggered Summit. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> and honest, honestly, Patrick, I, I've said this during my during an episode where we did the introductions of our new transfers, and I had Kazimjan, and I said if he can work on his defensive capabilities, I see him easily taking over the role of Patrick Van Arnold, and we won't see him anymore. And I think it's starting to solidify pretty much uh, that Kazimjan is going to play there if he's mm-hmm. fit even over Emre Tashtemir and Patrick Van Arnold. So mm-hmm. I, I see that happening. Um, what I wanted to ask, Mazar, uh, have you watched the Offsport game? Just check nah, it. I didn't catch the Offsport game, hence me being so quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one very important event that happened. Um, Saleh, what is that? Oh, here comes the question. The very important event. Yeah, you should know. You watched the game, right? I did watch it. Now I'm thinking of it. Yasin's fa- very fa- very favorite player did something finally. Ah, ah, of B. course, Berkan. <laughs> <laughs> of course, exactly. Yeah, he scored a goal. And the funny thing about the goal is, <laughs> it was, I don't know, I don't think it was a good shot. Of all the chances we had throughout the game with Gomez <laughs> yeah. missing from point blank range miraculously, like it was harder <laughs> to miss than to score, Berkan's goal goes in from outside the box. <laughs> I know that Yasin tried to defend him by saying that. I mean, it's hard to see. There were like three, four defense in front of him. I get that, but I don't know. Somehow his shot went in. And I, mean, I want Yasin to, or John, continue on that. I, I mean, imagine the state of this match where we're playing a third, third, <laughs> a third division team and we have to win by relying on Berkan to score. That's <laughs> literally like a one in 10 million chance. Like I, I was actually shocked when he scored that, but... Good for him. And, and when he scored too, his celebration. Yeah. <laughs> he acted like, I don't know, he's like some type of top 10 Turkish midfielders, no, no. you know. But No, no, bro. You know what that was? It was like, because he did it so automatically. You can tell he's been planning on that, on that celebration, but he's never had the chance to do it. Like just the way he did it so quickly, you could tell. Yeah, and, oh, and you're right on why, games. Why, why are we hating on him right now? We're not hating. We're not hating. I'm just saying. I'm sensing that. a little bit of like making fun of him because he scored. His goal wasn't that great, and his celebration, like the guy, you know, has been dreaming about. I mean, look, it's his first goal for a the big club. club. His first one, yeah. you know, he was at Alanya before that. 
Sion before that, two small clubs. And it's not like the kid has not been putting performances that have made us fans believe that he is not far from scoring. I mean, at the end of the day, he's not a number 10. He's not a striker. He's not a winger. So it's already rare for him to be able to score. I say kid for everybody. But um, <laughs> I mean, he's had shots on target many times last season and you know earlier this season. Sometimes a goalie saves it. Sometimes it goes just wide or just over the crossbar. So or straight into like, the opposition, or straight into the opposition. But regardless, you know he's been having attempts on target, and that was actually a very clean shot. I think it was lucky, like Sally said, it went past three defenders. The goalie did not move in time because he just did not see it in time. But you know he's trying to shoot on target, and in that moment he got a little bit of lucky. Sometimes you have to get a little, little lucky, and he scored. Yeah, Good for him. I think that's huge for his confidence, and he's been working hard. You know, it's not like he's one of those lazy Turkish players who just, you know, they run around the pitch and do nothing. He's actually tried to contribute towards the team with the little minutes he has, and has been doing a good job, and he deserved it. That's it. Yunus. Yunus. Horrible last game. We got to put touch on that since you mentioned it. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Yunus, man. You see Kerem trying to actively Mm -hmm. improve saying that, you know, he hired a mental coach. And then you see the state of Yunus, like, man, I'm shocked and I'm upset with that. He'll come back. What do you think, Summit? What do you I, think? You're the biggest proprietor of Yunus. I love Yunus. I love his way of playing. I love his ball skills, his dribbling, everything. But I was the first one to say on the in the off-sport game, it's not his day and I don't know what's going on, but today is definitely showing that. And we see it back everywhere people are mentioning this and didn't like his uh, attitude on the field as well and people are going full gas on him not being not trying enough while on the other side indeed Kerem doing a lot of extra things to come back like Yasin also said last episode he's just fighting for it because that's what he used used to right um I, I think it's an off spell. I'm, I believe in his talent, so I think he'll be back soon. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But definitely, I would not want to loan him out or sell him to any other team, especially with the current Turkish quota that we have. So that's a bit my... Would no, you I'm sell him? Rumors. I'm, I'm hearing rumors about him going back to Adana, which I'm saying no. No, we're not a charity, no way. man. No, hell no. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's too it's too early to really th- talk about any of that because mm-hmm. I mean, it, this break might not be good for Gala as a club and our current form, but it's also a good opportunity for Yunus or players that are maybe in not the best form to kind of you know relax, you know, look, look at the situation and try and come back stronger in this off season. He put a he put a status on Instagram the other day where he's out for a jog running. You know, he's he's. Sending a message, look, I'm I'm trying to get back. I'm still focused. And, you know, if any if Yunus is gonna come back, it's in this environment. You know, he's surrounded by Turkish players who understand him. He's surrounded by Okan Buruk, the head coach who's been in that situation before, in terms of, you know, Galsa youth product that needs to do well at the club, at the A team. So I think everything's positioned for him to be able to make that comeback. And we we should be <clears throat> fine. I think he'll also he'll definitely make a return. Yunus cannot hire a personal trainer, a psychologist, etc. Yasin earns more than Yunus. How do you expect him <laughs> to hire and get all these things? <laughs> Not like the club won't provide him, you know, resources. Oh. 
I don't know. That that's that, that's a good cop. I don't know if he did that intentionally or not, but the rumor also is he's he's asking for like a pay raise and we haven't given it to him because you know he's he hasn't really done anything yet. Some reporters say he already got the raise and you know it just hasn't become official. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. If there's any like backdoor drama around his new extension or not. I, I don't know, but it would just be speculation and there's really no point in that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which brings the topic of money. Um, Beşiktaş game, we won that, right? And apparently 5 million Turkish lira was given as a as a bonus. And I think Gomis and Mustara said, just give it to uh, the youth team, academy players. So that's what I read as well on the news. They they did Bro. they didn't say just give it to them. They said you should include them in the uh, yeah in the d- distribution as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just wondered Speaking. if it's five million in total or each. I think it's not. Ah, uh, that's uh, no way. No, 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 it's, it's each, it's, bro. It, yeah. not, it has to be total. Are you yeah. crazy? Yeah. <laughs> the the, te- the Turkish currency is not that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the Besiktas game, uh, another part of the news we can include is the ball boy that didn't give the ball to Ty for Bingo got. Um, ah, yes, yeah, of course. Right? What was it? Yeah, he they got, gave him a sentencing. Eight games, perf- he can't participate with the team, which is ridiculous. Never perf- seen a ball boy get mm. uh, like a like a decision like that. It's crazy. Professional Football Discipline Committee giving an eight-game ban to a ball boy and nothing to Typhoon Bingard, was it? From Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's, yeah. Ta- that's Turkey in a nutshell right there, yeah. eh? He yeah. came over and started shoving a little kid. Yeah. Nothing happens. <laughs> Instead of them just saying to the ball boy, listen, you know, you, you can't be doing this. You know, explain the situation. Eight game ban and nothing for the other bonehead. That's that's interesting. Wow, he's but, like twelve to fourteen years old, something like that, right? He's very young. <laughs> but yeah. like, come on, man. But honestly, Maz, look at it from the other side. That little brat holding the ball while there's a big derby going on. Precious minutes. We need to come back. You fucking brat. Give me the fucking <laughs> ball. I get it. Yes, but, I get it. But you come on, that push so unnecessary. That That's just shows exactly. more about him than what's happening. And it happens always it, with the ball boys. If, bro, if Typhoon did nothing, if Typhoon did nothing there, and he's just complaining, saying, "What the hell are you doing, bro? Like, just give me the ball." By him shoving, pushing, and shoving a freaking twelve-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, it, firstly, it shows what sort of person he is. And secondly, it just shows how stupid um, the disciplinary committee, whatever you want to call it, is. Because they both should have got something mm. for that. Yeah. This just- wasn't the first time either, though, Maz. This yeah, happened not- in the, in the Besiktas-Trabzon game, which is funny because Besiktas didn't give the ball to Urjan when they were trying to yeah. make a comeback. Nothing <laughs> happened there. Yeah. Should have pushed over the kid. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Isik. Yeah. You guys want to... Well, do you have any more points from the Offsport game? Or we could no. talk about uh, Seferovic, you know, one of our goal scorers too. Yeah. Because besides the goal, I think it was pretty invincible. I, I barely really saw much contribution from him. Uh don't know what I mean, I wonder ah. what you guys think about that, but invisible, not invincible. Uh well, invinci- invincible then, I guess. Well, that, that's that's the part where I'm exposed that English is not my first language. Invincible. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's he saying? <laughs> invisible. Yeah, nah, I agree. Um, one goal, but he missed a lot. 
that's the problem we have, right? Uh, Gomis and Sefo missing a lot of their uh, chances. Well, I also want to remind everyone, I keep saying this, I keep seeing people writing this, Seferovic, there is no obligation to buy. After X amount, 10, 15 games, we get the option to buy him. So it's not like... Are you sure he, about that? I'm, well, that, how I read the contract, uh, the... the I don't think that's even in the cup. I don't think that's even in the cup. It, like the- there's a weird cup about it. And I asked like a few reporters. I asked Suleiman Rodop and I asked uh, Jakub, uh, and both confirmed what I understand was correct. So yeah, I think I think it's true uh, what Samet is saying. I think that's true. Hmm. That's good then. And I I even said like it's weird though. It's a weird cup clause to add. Weird, yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so yeah, if you play 15 games. We get an option to buy. If you don't, <laughs> we don't get the option. That's so weird. I, I don't know. What's the option anyway? I, I forgot. Can you remind me? Uh, I think the option was uh, buy him for two, three mil or something like that. Yeah, something. If you play something 20 games, range. two and a half mil. Yeah. Purchase option. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so going forward to. The Bashakshir game, um, Mr. John, do you want to go through that? Yes, I do. So this oh, was, dude. yes, <laughs> thank you. This was round 14 of the Super League. Uh, I know this is going to be hard um, to picture, hard to imagine, even after watching the match. But this one finished 7-0. For Galatasaray away to Bashakshir. Um I'll go through the starting eleven and we'll we'll talk about the first half. So as usual, we had Muslera in goal, who by the way will be missing our next match on Christmas Day against Istanbul Sport. Um he picked up one too Hold many up. yellows. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but I heard that those yellow cards get reset during this break. Really? He did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. he did it on I, purpose. I, I don't know how true it is, but, uh, oh, but I wow. read that some people were praising him for being apparently smart about it, for picking up that yellow, because now he can actually play in the next one with those cards reset. I don't know. No. I haven't <clears throat> confirmed this officially, but that's what I heard. That's well, what I heard too. In yeah, any same. case, Yasin, our next game is against oh, Istanbul Sport? Istanbul, yeah, yes. on Christmas Day, yeah. Perfect game to say, Okan, you play it. I'll clean my cards because what, where, where do they stand? Like last in the in the league or something like that. So yeah, that's honest, that's right. honestly second true. Last, yeah, second last, but yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Simon. Exactly. So it's for for me, it looked like very deliberate. Uh, I don't see any other way around it. Muslera has been here longer. He knows exactly what will happen if he does that because that's the type of yellows he always gets. Yeah. So he knows <laughs> if he does that, he gets another yellow. Also, yeah. people were saying, oh, why doesn't he just get a double yellow um, and serve in the cup game? Well, yellows don't go away in cup games. Only red cards do. Yep. That's the only type of card you can serve in a, in a cup game. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, we'll, go, we'll go through. We'll continue with the starting 11 then. So we had, of course, Muslera in goal, Emre Tashtemir. Abdul Kerim, Nelson, Sasha Bowie, Sergio Oliveira, Lucas Torreira, Mertens, Kerem back in the starting 11, Rashidza, and Icardi up front. Um, like I said, this match finished uh, 7 0. 
unbelievable. We'll just go through the stats quick. Surprisingly, we uh, had less possession than Bashak shared. It finished 57% for Bashak, 43% for us. Uh, they had 12 shots. We had 11. Um, and that's pretty much it. We can go through the first half, which was very interesting. Um, we kicked it off with a goal inside the first 15 minutes. In the 14th minute, Kerem got on the board with a pretty, I guess, a decent finish finally for once. Um, not shot at the keeper or an easy save. He buried that one um, to put us up 1-0. And I just want to say as well, if if I can, when it was 1-0 Kerem, I was like, wow, you know, we might pick up three points here. Like we look pretty good. And then in the 45th minute, Icardi scored a penalty, which I'm going to talk about in a second. It was 2-0. And then I was like, holy crap, like this might be, this might be game over. We're playing amazing. And then literally a minute after that, there was an own goal and it was 3-0 at the end of the half. And then when I saw that, I said, wow, we can really, you know, the floodgates might open now, right? Um, so we love to see that. What did you guys think about the first half? What did you think about Icardi's penalty? I think he's a world-class finisher. That was an amazing penalty, so confident. But what did you guys think in, in, uh, in general, how we kicked it off there? In general, I think, well, Icardi played a phenomenal game. Not just the first half, second half as well. He picked up a nice assist, or two nice assists. Um, but you said that, um, well, what did you say? You used the word when you were saying that we scored seven goals. What did you say? Hard to believe. No, no, no. At the start. Yeah. You said it was yeah, hard just to said, believe or something. Yeah. It, it wasn't, wasn't really hard to believe. Every week we say, oh, this game could have finished 5 0. This game could have, could have finished 6 0. True. This true. is the first week where we actually finished our goals. Well, most of them, we hit the post twice. Rashid hit the post once and Ikari hit the post once as well. This game could have finished 9 0. Up to Kermit. Just post. think about that. Three, that's three times. Could, we could have scored more goals. Yeah. And I just wanted to point that out. Um but yep. other than that, first yeah, no, minutes, um it was we, we played a we played a great half. We no selfish passes. Um like you said, we actually buried the goals. We we, we finished quite well. Um Kedam's got his confidence back and he's playing with the team, which is great to see. Yeah, I, uh, I wanted to mention as well in the right after our first goal, a few minutes after that, in the 23rd minute, we had Emre Tashtimir come off with an injury and then Kazum John played the rest of the match. Um, and I thought he did a, an excellent job, probably his best performance, I think, for us so far. Um, but Blessing just to in disguise, well. honestly, um, because you could see that Emre Belezolo's game plan was obviously exploiting Emre Tashtimir. Uh, that wing with Traore and uh, what is it, Danny? I think they're called Kenny. Yeah. Kenny. Kenny. Danny. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, always on the right side because, well, honestly, uh, our other side of the wing with uh, Sasha Bowie and Rashitska, it's just impossible to do anything there. That it's just so solid, and mm -hmm. that's basically that's the starting X Y. So Rashitska and Sasha Bowie. I don't see yes. anyone else. Uh, going there if they're not if they're fit enough to play that's pretty much what we will continue with for sure yeah yeah i think so and like i mentioned so kadam got the first goal icardi scored the penalty and then the third goal was an own goal pretty much by virtue of rashitsa who sort of played the ball in and then i guess just took a deflection and went in but um our attack was just on point exactly like mazar said as well when you really think about it there could have been several games this year where we won four or five six nothing mm -hmm. and it's just 
purely based on the fact that we couldn't finish our chances, which we were today. Um, but what did you guys think of uh, Kerem? Like, we've been talking about for the last few weeks how he has to earn his place back in the 11. And we all know how good he is. But just like Yunus, he hasn't really been able to show it. But what did you guys think about him today? He was our highest rated player. Um, uh, and then Akardi behind him. But I think SofaScore gave Kerem a 9.4 or 9.5. So what did you guys think about that? I think it's great for him. Uh, he's finally made that comeback. He hashed out of his shell. And and he, props to Okan Burek putting him in this game because he could have put Barshad Padyumas after, you know, the performances he was giving. But no, he chose Kerem. And there, I think there's a small motive there, right? Because he has a history with Bashakshir. Uh, he said that they stole four years of my youth. And so I think he was extra motivated to play in this game. And you can really see it. And him hiring a mental coach is probably one of the best things he can do because he looks so focused out there now. He doesn't take the ball and mindlessly dribble into players anymore. He looks for his teammates. He looks for those passing opportunities. He defends now. He like looks and like presses with the team more efficiently. How many times did we... Uh, Catch uh, Bashak Shed off guard with our pressing, and it led to counterattacks. Plenty. The 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 penalty you were mentioning. How do we get that? It was Lucas Torreira coming up to the field, stealing that ball, mm-hmm. and going into the box himself, and getting that penalty. Like the team just collectively is doing so much better. And I think that's helping mm-hmm. Kerem um, come out of his shell and like actually improve. And I said this before, when um we got rid of all those uh useless players. I said this was good for the team because it gives Kenem an opportunity to learn from players that are actually good, that can teach him something, not just create like a, um, you know, a hobby, like a, you know, a little environment in the team. No, like a professional environment, but with actual good players. And these players are actually, you know, thoughtful. They're all playing for each other. They're not selfish. And I think that started to finally rub off on Kerem. That's what I. That's what I think about it. So far, it also what helped, do you? It also helped that. In general, like our play was, we were very much on the front foot. We didn't pass as much like towards the back as we usually do, um, and that led to, I mean, the first goal to like to compliment Kerem. I think, uh, yes, Abdul Kerem stopped the you know Bashak attack and then gave a long ball to Icardi, if I recall correctly, who then passed back to Kerem. But I think Kerem pretty much created the goal, uh, that goal on his own. Yes, he passed to Sergio, who then. Tried to nick it in between how many plays of Bacak 2-3. But that was subliminal by Kerem. I, I really think mm-hmm. he did well. And as you said before, I don't know if Kerem, if he plays bad, I mentioned it before, it feels like he plays extra bad because his mistakes seem so obvious. Like he just tries to take on too many plays at the same time, just be a bit too egoistic. But this, this and I want to just keep it on the first half, of course, but first half... He played simple. Really bright. Yeah, exactly. He played simple and didn't keep it on on his feet too much, and and that paid off, obviously. And we did that in general, like as as John said before, like we didn't have that much of the ball if you really think ab- about it. But when we had the ball, we were much more dangerous compared to. We Bashak were efficient, Shea. super exactly. efficient. <clears throat> and yeah, I know and that's something that Summit doesn't like, you know, being on the transition. But I was going to get there. I mean. I was going to get there because... Yeah, he's waiting for the opportunity. He's licking uh, his lips. <laughs> Honestly, lads, like we had 40% possession the whole game. And it's kind of obvious now what Okan's game plan is and play style is. Very obvious now. I think this was one of the first and the few games that his game plan actually 
worked as in 100%, where in other games you could say, okay, his tactics, which he has, and, and don't say he has no tactics, uh, didn't work completely because, you know, we couldn't score them, obviously, a lot of the times. But th- this game, everything worked. His tactics worked. And I see he's trying to do mainly is he doesn't care about ball possession. Galatasaray at the moment mm-hmm. do not care about ball possession. It's all about pressing the the opposing team, dislodging their tactics so they cannot perform what they want to do. And in this case, Başakşehir is a team that likes to play with the ball. We didn't let them play with the ball because we were pressing them and basically dislodged their tactics where we then took over the ball and that's when they're at their weakest. And mm-hmm. a lot of teams in the Super League don't play like Başakşehir. So this 7-0 says nothing when we go play against a, I don't know, Hatay Spor or uh, some other team that doesn't like to play with the ball as much as Başak. So he, and Emre has mentioned this, Okan Buruk likes to change his tactic based on who he plays against, which is obviously needed for every different kind of team. But this game against Başak Şehir showed a lot of the traits we're seeing every weekend. Lots of pressing on the front end. And honestly, I don't know if you play with a very high level capable team Champions League level team. Would this work is the question. Do I like it? It's a complete different story because I don't. I don't like this kind of play style where we do not have possession. I like the ball with us. I like that domination. Uh, even, yeah, 7-0, sure. But did I enjoy it as much as I did against, was it Gaziantep where we were 10 guys and we still had a lot of possession? That's what I enjoy. But... um yeah, that's all in all what I see. And what I wanted to say is when we play high-level Champions League-style uh, level teams, they will exploit the high pressure we are putting. And we have a gap in the middle that's easily uh, can be converted uh, if, if the opposing team is fast and, and composed in their counter, counter-attacks. Like imagine if a Real Madrid. Just, yeah, if I can just butt in there, you mentioned the Gazantep game. Why do we have so much possession? Is because, you know, Errol Bullet doesn't like to have possession. He likes you to have the ball so he yeah. can counterattack, yeah. right? And so I'm, I understand you like possession style football and that's fine. But like, I don't know if you if you guys noticed that a lot of the teams these, this time around these days are, are transitioning into more like, tr- like transitional football, direct attacking. Like even Pep Guardiola doesn't play the, his old Tiki Taco style football. Even he's modernized his philosophy is like go and score as quick as you can. You're saying I'm a dinosaur. Be very direct. Uh-huh. Direct yeah. football. You know, like because that's I, that's look at who's winning the Champions League. These like all the time. It's always like teams that play fast and direct. Not always like oh, I need to have the ball at all times. It's like how efficient can I be with this ball? Take it to the other end and score. That's that's what I've been seeing. Uh-huh. Even I, the I'm even gonna, my coach. Yeah, go ahead, Mas. I'm just gonna butt in the. Um, bro, you're not going to use the same tactics you use for Super League as you're going to use I in know. the Champions League. I was going to say that as well. Um, we, we haven't done that in the past. And I hope we I hope Okan Buruk doesn't do that in the future because that's not something you should be doing. You should be changing your tactics every Champions League game, every Europa League game, catering to your to your opposition. Um, like if you're versing, for example, Real Madrid, you're not going to play um, with the ball. 
Because like you said, they're going to they're gonna run straight through you. But it's, um, I do see your concerns. I do see the concerns, but I, th- I think we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to go ahead. Yeah, I, I just wanted to add one stat that, that I found remarkable. Um, basically adding to Summit's and MS point. The average pass streak we had was only three compared to Bashak Shears, like I think six or so. So yes, like what Summit says and MS says, it is true that we play very directly. I think it was, I lost count of fortune because we scored seven goals, but it was the fourth <laughs> or fifth one. It was literally like, uh, what was it? Abdul Kerim to Kerem, Mertens, and then uh, Kerem again, I think. And then he netted in the fourth goal, something like that. So we do play very directly. And again, I do understand the concern against low block teams, but even possession-based teams struggle against low block. Low block is basically just the most annoying thing to deal with. That's like for most teams anyway, so... Uh, that's that's what I wanted to add. Then uh, I'll give the yeah. word over to Yasin. And when we successfully <laughs> throw off those walls, I'll be happy. Then we're complete. Ah, we're almost there. Then so we're getting there. We're almost getting there. a happy step summit. Step. <laughs> huh? step by step, we're almost there. Uh, Yasin, you want to uh, add something I mean, too? Summit kind of just made a comment on what I was about to say. You know, just because we won seven nothing against Pashak Share, that doesn't mean this is, you know, the best that Galsai is gonna be, and this is, you know, the maximum output and the best we're gonna play. No, I, I think it was Mertens. I don't remember his exact quote, but after the game, he said, you know, we're gonna be better than this. You know, we're we're finally starting to play as a team. But this is, you know, this isn't just what we're gonna see. We're gonna get better as we start to play more and more games together, and that's to answer Summit's criticism. Which, you know, some of it I found harsh, but I think one thing that Summit said that I really agreed with: when we press high, there's gaps in the midfield, and against better teams, whether that's gonna be a better team with better players or a, a weaker team that just happens to be on a very informed day against us can definitely make us pay for that i think it was in the early minutes they had one chance down the right wing and that came because in the entire team i think the like the first like the front five or six of our players all pressed very high mm-hmm. including torreira including sergio but our back four line was very deep it was like maybe halfway between muslera and the halfway line and there was just a giant gap where they were able to receive that ball turn around play the ball out to the wing and they got almost on a one-on-two position with I think it was Triare who messed up his shot but that's that's risky and I think if we're going to play a high press that's okay but the entire team needs to play a high press and that's something that I think you know Okan and his team will definitely see when they watch the video clips afterwards and we should be able to resolve and work on those weaknesses um otherwise I think the critique is fine but I just wanted to make a comment saying this is not our final form by any means. I think we're mm. finally starting to see the guys play as a team together really well and less and less selfishness. I just want to make a really quick comment and praise the hell out of Icardi in that first half. You know, he scored one goal, which was a penalty on paper. That might not look like a lot. You'll say, oh, why is everybody praising Icardi? He scored one goal and it was a penalty. What's the big deal, right? no. He was involved in every single one of those three goals, and he could be just as important as Kerem in terms of unleashing us to finish the game 7-0. The first goal, Abdul Kerem passed the ball to Icardi, who made an excellent run down the left side. Icardi had to win that ball in a 50-50 
against one of the strongest players on the field that uh, even though he you know ended up with an own goal and a pretty low rating what's his name yusuf ndh yeah exactly i'm already terrible with names and well <laughs> he's a very strong player and i think he's a very good defender we actually wanted him at from his last club but i think bush actually outbidded us and ended up getting him he was originally a cdm but and returned him into a very excellent center back but icardi was able to win that ball he was able to turn around wait for the rest of his team to catch up to him played it to get him and Sally already described the rest of that goal so excellent work from him there in terms of the penalty uh he was one of the guys that was able to press high you know he, he was mm-hmm. constantly with running sergio. around he's yeah with sergio you know it's think gomis when he first joined think burak yilmaz when he was in his prime constantly attacking he's not as good as that in terms of the pressure but he still does that you, you know you think that a world-class star comes to this team lots of ego lots of drama you know he's just gonna come and walk around you know the inside the 18 box wait for the ball to come to him that is not the case with the card the, the guy is here trying to prove himself and play and score goals and assist goals so i i credit some of that goal to him there too and obviously he scored the penalty which was absolutely beautiful and then the third goal yes Rashidza did an excellent job coming down that right wing and he's the one that carried the ball but if you watch that replay again Icardi is a good amount of space behind the last defender and he absolutely darted like you see those replays of like Holland that you know he starts from like the 18 yard box in his own line and just absolutely sprints to the other side that's an you know that's obviously an exaggerated version but Icardi he sees Rashidza get the ball he watches hand movement he said slow down wait for me to come he sprints behind the defender and that's what shifts the the, the defensive line even further back which causes the error from you know the defenders scored their own goal so he's involved in that as well even though it was an own goal so icardi excellent job kidam and him excellent work in the attack so far i i want to say that before we move into the second half yeah do you think this is like the fixed first starting 11 now aside from imre tashdemir kazim john there it looks like the best first 11 in mm-hmm. my book yeah i don't know who else I would really replace on the field. Honestly, I would uh, rotate the center backs sometimes because I, I just love watching Emin and Metehan so much. I'm not saying Abdul Kerim and Victor Nelson are uh, bad, not, not at all, but I, th- I just think that Emin and Metehan are just as good enough. Not better, but just as good. So, like, they're solid. No worries I mean, there at l- from my side. We, we have a deep squad. We can, we can rotate, mm-hmm. we can afford to rotate as well. Yeah. I think um, as far as our best starting 11 is, like Sali said, I think this is our best starting 11. Just um, maybe Emre Tashdemir. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Don't mm-hmm. forget, Barish Alperi Yilmaz. I think certain games there will be, you know, uh, Okan Buruk will prefer Barish Alperi Yilmaz over Kerem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depends on what's needed. Physicality, finesse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, may I add then one more point? Uh, what did you think of because Bashakshir, I believe, had a corner, uh, which was was which was at the near post, and Muslera did save it. But what did you think of the defending of Sergio? Because to me, that felt like a, I don't know, typical Sergio dive pretty quickly to the ground type move, which almost could have cost us the goal. I don't. I wonder if you guys remember that or not. Because I uh, remember. Yeah. Is it Sergio's <laughs> fault, or is it the leaks and the refs' fault? No, that's Sergio. 
To me, it looked like Sergio. That's, that's what I mean I by that is this mm-hmm. guy came here and he noticed with every small thing, you can just get a foul and get away with it. So him thinking, oh, if I just drop myself here, it'll be canceled and we can move on. I don't blame him because that's what he used to the past, what, 11, 12 games. And you know how many goals we were disallowed because, oh, look at that. Jagne pushed someone. Oh, look at that. He fell. Oh, hair, hair, hair wasn't good enough. So he fell. And, and, and we get the disallowed goal. So I think it's uh, his adjustment to the league. So they'll think, probably uh, discuss this. I, I, dis- I mean, I, I think you have a good point and applies sometimes to some players in different situations. But I think Sergio has been like that since the very early days of him. Yeah, I was going to say that too. But the first game, I remember he was just throwing himself on the ground. We almost conceded because of that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you remember. Yes, I do. And to add on to that, I said different players in different situations. I think it was the same game. Or maybe it was versus Pishkitesh. Nelson, he was, you know, it was a corner kick and he slightly got, you know, pulled or pushed and he dived and fell and was looking for a penalty. In that case, while we're trying to attack and score a goal, I'm fine with, you know, if he's going to dive, look for a penalty, go for it. Because he already knew he was not going to reach that ball and he was not going to get it. If he can somehow, you know, bring the referee or the VAR's attention, maybe get a penalty in that situation, okay. But in the in the situation of Sergio, where he's the first man at that near post to get that ball... You can't you can't risk diving and trying to draw a foul when exactly. if it doesn't work out it's gonna be a goal like that's just too risky that's not the right situation for that so I, I hope we see less of that going forward. Yeah, thank God we have Muslera. You know it was near post he he, he saved it but yeah just yeah. like you said that, that, to me that was just risky it didn't feel like an actual foul he just dived basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, just he doesn't to know how out. to do it correctly. You know who knows how to do it correctly? Nelson. Terrera. Oh, no. Nelson. Yeah, and Terrera. Marcao yeah. was the king of it. Yeah. <laughs> there was this one play. Um, Nelson, you know, got hit in his chest, but he made it seem like he got hit in the face, and face. the ref gave a foul for it, bro. It was funny as hell. <laughs> yeah. and, and now that you mention Marcao again, bro, like with Marcao, there's like a buildup to when he was about to fall. He would like start limping a bit and then just throw himself <laughs> on the ground, grab the ball, and there it is. He got the foul. Oscar, that, worthy, that, man. that's golden, man. Mm, <laughs> for sure. But in general, other than that, Sergio's been bomb, if you ask me. Distributed the ball really well, left, right, uh, through balls. Um, he was on his game today. And he, he really, finally found the stride. Yeah. And, and the balance with Torreira was awesome as well. They really fulfill each other. They balance each other out perfectly. And I think Torreira, we're going to see more and more from him, uh, like he did today, winning the penalty. It was mm-hmm. just, uh, just a great play. He was very smart in how he got the, he basically got the penalty himself because he kind of mm-hmm. lobbed the ball. So he would then make contact and the defender missed the ball completely because of that. And that's how he got the ball. Honestly, I wanted him to take the penalty, but Icardi taking it and and how he took it, it just it was just so comforting seeing Icardi behind the ball. Like Gomez, I'm always worried he's gonna miss it. He's gonna miss it. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna put it on the left because that's what he always does. And and keepers know this as well. It's just uh, yeah. All in all, it was very fun seeing the goals for sure. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Th- so that was uh, those three goals were for the first half. The second half, of course, there was more. <laughs> oh, there's the more. <laughs> <laughs> all, 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 all that talking, and now we have a second half with even more. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, those those are the three goals uh, for just for the first half. That's why I said at the beginning, it's kind of hard to believe, honestly, but. Um, we had two more goals from Kerem. So Kerem scored in the 59th minute. That made it 4-0. trick. Yeah, that, and that was the one where there was some beautiful sort of passing and link-up play between him and Icardi. Icardi made a very unselfish play to give it back to Kerem, who, who had a good finish as well. And they were celebrating together after. That was really nice. So that made it 4-0. Then Merten scored, which made it 5-0. And then Kerem scored to complete the hat trick in the 85th minute. And then Abdul Kerim scored a header in the 88th minute to make it 7-0. And um, at that point, I was like, like not even really celebrating anymore. I was just laughing my ass off when it was like 6-7-0. and I, I honestly couldn't believe this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing. But our performance was really good. And, and like you guys were mentioning a few minutes ago, just about the way that we were playing, like, you know, I, I really have to congratulate Okan Buruk for this because he came into the final two matches before this World Cup break and got six points against two really, really difficult opponents. And Bashakshir have been good, man. Like, they're good at what they do. They're a team that keeps the ball and, um, you know, they look to control the match and they're really good at that. And, you know, typically in most cases, there's two ways to play against that. You can either uh, press and try to force them to make mistakes like uh, like we did in the first like, half exactly. yeah and 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 like you guys mentioned you know uh either they'll be able to play in behind the gaps that you leave when you start pressing and they can shred you or it'll be effective and other teams may choose to sort of sit back a little bit invite them in be patient and try to win the ball and counter attack and i think okan buruk got this so so right i have to congratulate him for that the floodgates opened in the second half and really uh, I think it was Mazar or, or someone else that mentioned it. This this really could have been like a 10-0 game. It it really could have, honestly. Even if our finishing on the day was a little bit better than it already was, I don't know. But 9-10-0 maybe. Can we judge Okam Buruk being good or bad by this game? Um, I wouldn't say by this game, but I would say to try to look at the last you know, few results that we've got. I, I think that things are coming along. I think that his play style, although I may not agree with it, I think that the players are starting to adapt a little bit better at least. And I um, mean, I mean, is it fair for Bashakshir playing against the team of Okan Buruk? Uh, consider yourself, John. You went to high school, right? Right. When you, now as an adult, go back to that high school, you know exactly each classroom, right? Yeah. You also know each classroom and where the dirty things happen, where all the pretty girls are, right? So you can just go in there and score seven goals and come back. And it's easy because you know exactly where to go and where all the dirty things happen. We're going to get raided by the FBI because of some at one day, I swear (laughs) to God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh uh, well did I say high school I meant university <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so bad <laughs> thinking about it now yeah but, oh, I swear man <laughs> uh, but yeah okay, what I'm trying to say is Okan Buruk knows that team in and out and no, uh, yeah. no 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 I'm gonna stop you right there because that's wrong first of all mm. Okan Buruk coached that team 
a year and a half, more than two, basically close Almost to two, two years. years. So I just pulled it up because I, I thought you were onto something decent, but then I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> because but 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 Bashak went through some change, just the way that we did. Like, you think Fatih Terim understands this team today? No, because the lineup is very different than it was last year. Forget the lineup, the entire squad. So I pulled up Okan Buruk's last league game with Bashak which was in January of 2021. And comparing it to the lineup from yesterday, there is one same player. That's it. In the starting 11. And that is Berkay Uchan. That's it. Mm. I mean, there's there's some guys on the bench, like Dennis Turunch, I believe he was on the bench. Uh, is Hassan Ali Yildirim still on that team? I think Kaldirim. Hassan Ali Kaldirim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kaldirim. Mm-hmm. yeah, Kaldirim. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. but he was on the bench. The but France everybody else is national different. team destroyer. Yeah, so like yeah. that that <laughs> argument is not <laughs> nah, terribly relevant. I mean, um, but, see, but see he, Yasin, great feedback, and this is exactly why I bullshit around to get this <laughs> out and known. <laughs> uh huh. Sure. Use this get out of jail free card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nah. Um, okay. All right. Let's say you you're right. Let's just say hypothetically. <laughs> Yeah, no. Nah, nah. yeah, yeah. so, someone's gonna edit that whole part. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. This is perfect. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, what about Bishiktash? He doesn't know Bishiktash at all. So, what do you say about that? And we, we pr- like we Come played on, pretty Bishiktas, convincingly. Sh- sh- Come on, Bishiktash just fired their coach Rosier Gazal. Didn't they? Didn't have those players. Uh, Rosier was on the bench. I mean, he was playing, but he got injured. Yeah, okay. he got injured. But so, regardless, they, and then they got the philosoph. This is Bishikta. Yeah, but he started off well. You know, he beat an Umrani at five, what, five, two, five, three? Like they they like, okay, they're starting, you know, mesh together again. Like, oh, we can finally come back. We got the coach again, the legend. You know, mm-hmm. it's not it's new not as simple as you too. make it. Don't forget. Huh? New coach boost as well. The yeah, new boost coach new boost. Coach. Exactly. Yeah, like we had with uh, Torrent, right? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is like the dude, it's not as like simple as you make it. You got to give a little bit of credit to Okan Buruk here. I am. Like, I am. He, he has, he's, he's, he's under playing so a certain, much pressure. Yeah, yeah, no, he's playing a certain type of style. He's playing a type of <laughs> tactic. It works. Um, and just like I said, I just need that final 10% where we dominate game possession and against low block teams, we score a convincing few goals. Then I'm all for it. That's, that's all I want. And well, I'm I'm just being a bouncing ball for you guys to to get some good important <laughs> information out there because oh, that's good. We can agree here, but there's yeah, also yeah. people that think like what what I said about the high school. Uh, <laughs> you mean university? <laughs> or university, yeah. exactly. So, <laughs> so no, no, that's good. Something it's I re- good I to clarify that. these type of things and go in the thought process of very different type of fans out there that have different thoughts so and very interesting i didn't know that yasin that the the team was completely different you know one thing i really respect okan buruk for is that um he he doesn't show any signs of um you know like any interest in changing his tactics or his play style at all i like coaches that believe in their play style believe in their system and stick to it and implement it so i respect him for doing that but again says it changes every game based on the yeah yeah but yeah but for the most part the way that he plays like the way that we attacked yeah yeah like there's certain things that stay the same you might change 
you know, it's certain things about, about uh, the match, depending on who you're playing. But for the most part, he has a system and a style and he's been sticking with that, right? Mm-hmm. So again, although I may disagree with it, I think I respect him for sticking with it and getting results with it. And no matter how you, no matter which way you cut it, regardless, if he knows the Bashak share team, if he doesn't, it was two difficult matches and he got six points out of it. And at the end of the day, going into the World Cup break, that's that's all we could ask for, mm-hmm. right? And now when we resume on Christmas Day against Istanbul Sport, we'll see, you know, if we can continue the momentum. And if we can, I think that, uh, you know, come May, I mean, at this rate, we could be in a really, really good position. Yeah. Yeah. What are we going to do for uh, 45 days or 38? Watch our players at the World Cup. Should we do, uh, Maz, should we do a podcast where each of us just follow our players? Because we got Victor Nelson playing for Denmark. We can. Haris Seferovic playing for Swiss. That's confirmed call-ups, right? Fernando Muslera with Lucas Torero, obviously, for Uruguay. Mm-hmm. I, have, uh, I have Abdul Kerim who plays for... Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, not rip Turkey. Man, man. Rip. <laughs> and then uh, Mertens, surprising, honestly, yeah. uh, got called up as well because a lot of... Uh, I can do Mertens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll probably I, watch the game. In my opinion, so. that, that isn't really surprising. Bro, uh, Belgium isn't good. Like, they have a lot of players who are... They, they still have, um, I think, Jan Vertonghen, Alderweireld. Like, these are all guys who are, like, 36, 35 by now. Yeah, yeah. At, at the highest level, so... Yeah. Uh, while Mertz is good, of course, I like him because he's our player. I don't think it's that surprising. Considering is he going to get game time, Mertens? I think he plays regularly, actually, on the wing, still for them, so... Oh, he I played, reckon uh, on play. the wing. I, I yeah. think he was a bench in the last couple um, games. Uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd kind of be surprised if... He played. I mean, I don't know what their depth is, really, but um, when I saw that he was called up, I thought that it was mostly for, um, you know, just tournament experience, you know, bringing along leaders Changing and, yeah, yeah guys, that have, guys that have been there and, and that's valuable in long tournaments to have. I, if he does play, that would be amazing. I'd love to watch have- him, but... Probably less one, like one less hurrah kind of thing for a lot of these they other have guys. Plenty of experience there in, in in the Belgian national team, bro. They have they have well KDB. Um, I don't know if Hazard's gonna play, but they have Hazard. They have um, what was it? Kaku, uh, Courtois. But yeah, Courtois. They have they have experience. Um, so yeah. that's why I'm surprised that Mertens even got, even got called up. Maybe, maybe for the team. group games. I mean, if you look at the opposition, yeah. it's Croatia, yeah, sure. Morocco, Canada, pff, you know, right? Mm. So. Damn, you're going to do that to John right to his face? <laughs> Bro. John, what? You, you don't if, let that slide, John? Do you know Canada, what? I just, Canada? You mean India, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's where you hopefully, live, right? Hopefully, if we have uh, some Toronto-based listeners, maybe <laughs> they'll get a good chuckle out of that. But... uh <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not saying anything about the World Cup. I'm not saying anything about Canada. We'll just see how it goes. If there's any, if we somehow pull off some miraculous results, you will be hearing from me on the podcast, but <laughs> I am not saying anything. Okay. Yeah, too bad there's no uh, Tahiti or other nations to uh, beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's only, let's, let's see only if there's Cubo is in there again. Let's see if there's interest if if you're listening right now and you'd love us to talk about the World Cup. Uh, drop us a tweet and show us some love and support and who knows we'll decide to do uh, do a weekly on that or follow up in the meantime while uh, there's no gala info so 
Nope, nope, nope. Hold up. So I heard that we're gonna have friendlies during this time. Ooh, okay, um, okay. okay. So accor- two according Spanish to Spanish teams, Valencia, yeah. Villarreal, right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. What? I, I yeah. actually don't know the teams, but that's, that's good. And that's Villarreal. Wait, that's what I heard. Wait, wait. I, I heard you it's guys, at least three games. So wait, you guys, awesome. you guys didn't. I don't think you guys heard. Well, I don't think. I don't. Th- I don't think you guys know, but <laughs> someone is. Someone is uh, making the return. You guys didn't hear about that? What? No. At Rayo Vallecano? Falcao? Yeah. Falcao yeah, exactly. is making his return. <laughs> oh? We, we're playing against Falcao during these friendlies. Well, he'll probably be hurt. He'll probably be hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but He's going to be in the infirmary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Engine. <laughs> yeah. That. No, but that, that's huge. If we can get those to be in Istanbul and convince all the teams to come, I think that's going to be great. Nice. Fans but love it, coming to the games. What I didn't get, though. What I didn't quite 100% get, though, is uh, some other team on the other side of Istanbul is playing them too. Is that, like, done on purpose? Or because Fener Mm. are also playing Rayo Vallecano and Villarreal, from what I saw. Mm. Yeah, I'd imagine so. it's not surprising. Yeah. 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 Well, you're there, you might as well just play a few more games. Ah, might as well, you know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) It's like uh, going to Madrid and playing against Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid, right? Are we uh, are we gonna move towards the second half, the pounding? Like I think the we should. I, f- I feel like there's a lot of player performances that are worth discussing. Mm-hmm. Um, what? We're not ahead. done. Yeah. I thought we were done. Are are we? Well, I thought. I mean, so. like, <laughs> I mean, what else I mean, like, to so, speak about? Okay, like this can be <laughs> cut, right? I, I, there's there's a lot to talk about. I think, for example, Abdulkerim's performance was exceptional. I thought. He did a really good job today, uh, both defending. He scored a goal, I think. I felt bad that he also missed a lot that. of balls up top. Yeah, he, he hit the post. He missed in the first uh, half as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, what I about his celebration? Really Do you know what that means, his celebration? I know uh, for a fact that John doesn't like that celebration because he thinks he's a bulky Turkish defender, right? And he I, only does I, I can't show his biceps. I can't he remember. He did show his what? biceps, right? From it, exactly. Oh, oh, he did the Van Anholt celebration. Is it, is it? I think I heard that like it's something they do at the basketball a lot. Yeah. Is it true, Yasin? <laughs> I mean, the basketball yeah, players like to flex true. after like a it's nice true. When they dunk. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was dope. My dude's a big guy. He's a tank. Let him, let him flex. Yeah, he towered over. Who was that that he towered over when he scored I, that I, header, dude? I don't know, but that dude should be embarrassed. That's like the equivalent of like a poster in basketball, I'd say. <laughs> is that right, John? <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, it's obvious at him getting up there like that, I guess. <laughs> My favorite part about that goal was Nelson was like right behind him. And when you watch the replay, like right as Obdukerim jumps to hit, score the header, you see like Nelson jump a little bit too. Like as he's yeah. running, like as yeah. if he's the one that's scoring the goal too. And Nelson was the first one to hug Obdukerim when he scored the goal. So it's like... Yeah, that you know our center back, bro. center back power right there. And mm. that's great to see after we lost a huge guy like Markov. So yeah. to see Abdul Kenim involved in the attack week in, week out, you know, whether that's the headers on set pieces or, you know, the goal to uh, the first goal, right? The the pass to Icardi on the left side. Mm. And then also mm-hmm. Merton's goal too. That started, I believe, with Abdul Kenim's pass to Kerem on the left wing. Kerem did this amazing, goal, right? like... Yeah, did you, did you guys see pass. like his back yeah, yeah, heel? Exactly. Mm-hmm. His back yeah. heel to who was that? Sergio? It was Kerem. 
You mean Kerem where he scored like the Guti yeah, goal? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Uh, it was it was Mertens' goal on the right side. So the ball started on the left side. He did a back heel to, I think oh, it was yeah. Mertens or Sergio who played it down the right side to Rashica yes. who got the ball. And you see Mertens still like constantly running. Like he yeah. made that run in. Beautiful finish. Like I think Mertens needs a lot of credit for the amount of pressure that he puts in the attack. Constantly running. His passes are always like quick. Like he sees the field, mm -hmm. he passes. He, he's not wasting time. He doesn't get yeah. the ball, look around, wait, wait, wait. No. And I don't expect him to score a lot of goals. He is lifting the whole team up just yes. by playing. And, and that's his quality. When he's on, the, the consistent pressuring he does, uh, helping the back, the front, everywhere, everywhere. It just lifts the yeah. whole team up, makes it whole. Uh, that's what I like to see uh, from uh, Mertens. And that's why I'm not so fond of Mata playing over Mertens, honestly. That's fair, I think. He's also a mensch. A what? what? A what? mensch. Mertens is a mensch. Maza, you don't know what that is? Oh, that's he's the thing like I said the other day. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy of like, oh, he's a good guy, you know, like he always lifts his team spirit. A mensch. Like, you're well, a mensch, Summit. Nice. I have no clue. What is this <laughs> Zoomer <laughs> boomer I, I, thing? I, I heard that it's an American thing. It's American. It's like bro. he's an Adam. He's an Adam, bro. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I thought he meant like Uberman. He's trying or to be cool and from Brooklyn. He's got to rub it in our face. What does it mean yes. though? Like mensch means human. It means like it's like you have honor and stuff. You're like you're like you're Adam. You know, you're like you're a man of honor. You're always like helping people out. You're not selfish. You're thoughtful. Okay. That, in interesting. That's that's Mertens. That's how I see him. Okay, do, do they know this in Canada? Adam and Dibbe? No, no. no. <laughs> you don't have mentions no equivalent. <laughs> because they're all it's a, a mensch. Term. All it's Canadians a are mensch. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Is, 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 that why, is that why you know it, uh, Emra? Because you're like by a lot of Jewish people in Brooklyn? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah no, it is a Jewish term. Like, it is a Jewish term. Ah, okay. Uh, it sounds Hebrew. But yeah. <laughs> okay, yo, it sounds oh, German. It sounds German. Human yeah. mensch, but Hebrew has some German uh, takes, right? Uh, knowing the history. Yeah. Does it? I don't know. I don't speak Hebrew. Yeah, no, I, I don't either. <laughs> okay. Are you really? <laughs> sure the end of that. the video, yeah, asked yeah. for a donation. Yeah, <laughs> but back on, back on, back on, back on Sergio and Abdul Kerim. Uh, you know they they confuse Abdul Kerim a lot with Sergio and uh, Icardi. I think on Instagram, uh, po posted something under Abdul Kerim's picture saying "Bravo, Sergio." It's like. Uh, I think joke. joking was around. That was that comment for? I actually maybe you're right, but I I saw that as like a Sergio Ramos type comment, like you know, because he's like a tank in the defense and he scored a header, and he's Sergio Ramos is Spanish, like Mata. Mm. Maybe mm. he was. I thought he was referencing Sergio Ramos, but could be, could be, maybe, could be. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. I wish I could ask Mata. Okay. But uh, Yasin, come on. Come on with uh, the points you want to discuss. I don't want to hear you uh, bitch and complain after the game. I didn't get to discuss this and that. So go ahead. <laughs> I, I, uh, I thought Juan Mata's brilliance was part of the reason why Abdul Kedem scored. If you watch that replay, you know, mm -hmm. everybody's like waiting. Taken quickly, right? Quickly. Yeah. Yes. You know, he's looking up. He's, he sees Abdul Kedem make that run and he immediately puts in the most beautiful cross right to Abdul Kerim. Like that's 
that's a touch of a magician right there. I thought that was really good. Icardi's pass to Kerem, that back heel, like that's something you do in FIFA. Like how many times have you guys seen that type <laughs> of brilliance in this league? Like you see it like once in a while in Champions League, but did you guys expect that from him in that moment when he was about to no. shoot, but he laid it nobody, off? Nobody, nobody. You Bro, know, that, that's, people... that's a Goody type assist, right? Like, I don't know if yeah. you guys know the clip. I was going to say that, but you know, mm-hmm. it would be... So... It's harder than what Goody passed to Benzema. Benzema, yes. all he had to do yes. was shoot into an empty net. Kerem had to shoot through three people. Yeah. And he still yeah. and like imagine if he didn't score, people would be giving a cardi, you know, yeah. the talking yeah. to. Him. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? This is not FIFA. <laughs> You're a striker. Like How do you not shoot that? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but was, yeah, no, you make good points. I wanted to touch on one thing that really like caught my eye. Our set pieces have been great this game. Um, there was this one set piece, uh, I guess up to Kerem's header that came off the, the, the post from Sasha throwing it into mm-hmm. the box from the right. Yeah. Um, Sergio Oliveira, there's this one really good one where he played it from the ground and Nelson yeah, hit it. Yes, yeah, he hit it yeah, low exactly. and he, it was, man, that, if we scored that, that would have been the ice, the cherry on top. That was the post that was, again, right? I think it hit the post. It just, no, it just, just went right out. Yeah, it yeah. skid past the post. Yeah, like, that was really I, smart. Elite. I've been seeing that we've been constantly improving our set pieces, and it's crazy because this team is one of the shortest teams in the league, yet we're starting to see more of a threat going forward with set pieces. I don't know if it has to do with Okan Budik bringing in new people to help him out, but I imagine it is. And that's what I like about Okan. He's not selfish or he doesn't have that ego to say, oh, I can figure this out. No, if he has a, a weakness within his team. He goes, you know what? If I can't figure it out, I'll bring people to help me. And if then I can learn from them now for the future. I don't know if you guys would agree with me, but I, I've started to see a lot more um, He's putting in the work in our for separate. sure. Yes, yeah. you can say he's motivated. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's day and night living and breathing the colors. So I have no doubt yes, about that with Okan. And his contract's only for a year, right? So if he wants an extension, he needs to, he needs to perform now. There's like no time for him, basically. Yeah. yeah. And my favorite thing about Okan so far, there's a lot of great things that he's doing well, but it's not about him. Like this, this season is not about Okan Buruk. He, he's not showing that in any way. He's not talking about it in any way. He doesn't speak with ego. This year is about the players and the club. When he, when he speaks at the end of games, whether that's after a loss or a win, he talks about the players, he talks about the team. And if he says anything about himself, it's, I realize the mistakes that I've made and we're, we're going to come back stronger. We're, we're going to work on these things. And that's it. You don't, you don't see him having ego fits on the side. You know, when we scored, you know, after like the second or third goal, he's just sitting there and watching a replay of the goal on the, on the little screen. Like, that's it. And I appreciate that, you know, um, I like it when the tension is on the players and the club, you know, a, a lot of the time it's not that way. Like Fenerbahce, it's all about Jesus, you know, before it was all about Fatih Tedim. Now it's all about the players and the stars and what they're doing on the field. And I just absolutely love that. I, I hope it stays like that for the rest of the season, because I think it will be a very nice story at the end of it. Um, so here's a few more of that. You can see the players really warming up to uh, Tolkien as well. So he's doing something right. 
Yeah, I mean, you have Icardi posting a picture of exactly. Okan Buruk with, uh, with blonde hair on his Instagram. And then, and then after the game... After I think the you ga- took a peek at our uh, Twitter page, probably. Yeah. yeah, and after the game, it's like him, uh, Muslera, and Okan again, just dancing. Like, I don't know if you guys saw that one too, but like the three of them are doing a little... Don't you think he might be yeah. a bit of a too nice of a hoja? Potentially. I don't know how he is in the uh, locker room, how serious or that, exactly. how how much of a speech like Terim he gives, but I don't know. Is he I, maybe too I, nice? I would be concerned about that if you saw something that would hint at that being a problem. I think the closest thing I could think of is my comments about the discipline of the team, and sometimes we seem to have lack of discipline. But apart from that, and it's not like terribly often, I think the team's... If the players are comfortable and they, they show that on the field and we're winning and scoring goals and getting into opportunities, I can't really complain about that if, if they see themselves friendly with the coach. And if you respect the person and you're friendly with them, then you'll listen to what they ask of you on the field. And that seems to be the case so far. So yeah, no complaints. And the players themselves, that they have that personality where they're not, they're, they, they don't need a coach that's, you know, super strict and, you know, they don't need the Igor Tudor type to really get them in line they they want to play himself man <laughs> exactly bro yeah but know. also what 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 would okan even teach like a nicardi or whatever they're world-class players like they probably know what to do yeah. anyway I know. so yeah John. i like the vibes i like the laser sphere uh, type of coaching right now are you a fatitarium type of coach or uh okan buruk type of coach <laughs> honestly i'm a, i'm a little bit of both like Fati Terim's my hero. I've tried my best to be like Fati Terim. Have you slapped your kids ever? No, but I wish I could. Honestly, <laughs> I wish I could. Holy shit, I wish I could. But no. Yeah. Uh, but that's the. There has to be a sort of a balance. Like I kind of respect that um, from Okan because um, you know with Torrent he was too much on the side of like tactics and. You know, that sort of thing. He didn't seem like a leader at all. Like, it doesn't even seem like the players really respected him that much either. Like, they might have respected his tact. I mean, they might have respected his tactical side of things. Like, they might have said, you know, this guy's a brilliant, he has a brilliant football mind, but it goes beyond that, you know? So, I I think Okan has found a a decent balance uh, between, you know, earning players' respect, being like a you know, that figure, having that presence on the bench as well. So I think he's, he's, he's pretty balanced in that regard, I think. Yeah. And honestly, if, if Okan Buruk was super into tactics and showing that off, any of the players would have already mentioned it in terms of insights we got. So uh, we just have a good quality team, a good overview of players that know what to do, and listen to the standard tactics in football that need to be performed, basically. So all in all, it's going well. We're happy. We're winning. It's not a full podcast year of losses. So um, yeah, I think uh, most of the things are said. So mm-hmm. if there's nothing only, else, yeah. Yeah, all I can say is we're only two points behind. Uh, well, the oh so great. Fenerbahce, so you know the the galactic ghosts of Turkey. Yeah, who we'll, we'll beat every team eight nil. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so and scary. Just to add on to that, we played five home games in a total of thirteen games that we played. Yeah. That's less than half. While the team that's ahead of us with two points has played eight games of oh thirteen God. at home. Yeah. So think about that. 
That mm-hmm. that okay, it's a negative to start the season, but all things balanced, that's going to be a positive in the later half of the season. So yeah. our away record know. is impeccable. Actually, it's really good. We have the best away record in the league. Indeed, against some tough teams, honestly. Also, also, you guys were mentioning how you know our midfields can be susceptible to attacks, bro. We have the second best defensive record as well. Only ten goals conceded. We're only behind Konya Sport. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's good. Um, Maz, how about you close it off, my boy? Um, I'm gonna close it off, but just before I close it off, I feel like there's something I need to bring up. Something I need to say. Um, unfortunately, there's been a terrorist attack in Istanbul. Um, a few hours ago. Well, as of recording, a few hours ago, six dead and eighty injured. Um, our condolences to the families. And yeah. a big get you shorts to the Turkish people and to the people injured. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we hope uh, the podcast, football and all kind of thing can uh, take away some of the pain so you don't have to think about it. And uh, yeah, we stand with you. You all the best of luck and strength and everything you need. Hi, this is your editor. Back to wrap up. It ended on a fairly dark note there. We had a few moments of silences after Mazar announcing that, so any case. Here to wrap up, you can follow us at the Lions Den GS on Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, wherever you want. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to support us. Have a good day, all.